All right. Awesome. Just getting set up. Sweet. We are in the same series. We'll, weird flex, but okay. Thank you. Um, and we're on week three, and I'm not going to tell you what we're talking about because that will give away some things. So what I want to start out with is what are some things that are wrong with the world? What does the world do wrong? What does Preston do wrong? What does school do wrong? What do people in school do wrong? Shout out some things. I'm going to write them on the board. What's wrong? We're going to be talking today, so you might as well start. It's okay. Thank you. Next. Yep, say it. What's wrong with school? <laughs> um, uh, what about cheating on homework? Yeah, cool, so cheating. That can be used in multiple forms. Come on, guys. You don't have to be talking about yourself. What do your friends do? If you want to talk about what you do and blame it on your friends, then we can say that as well. Come on. Thank you. Come on. Next. Thank you. Lying, cheating, swearing, judging, stealing, bullying. Keep going. Let's go for two or three more. See what I have written down. Murder. Yeah. Crimes. Okay. Keep going. Mm -hmm. You're on a roll now, so I'm not going to stop you. Keep going. Violence. What about um, speaking rude? Just being rude? I don't know. Um, um, yeah, we already said bullying. That kind of goes under it. Um, sex outside of marriage. There we are. And mocking people, excluding people. Mock, exclude. Awesome. Any others? I think that's everything on my list. Cool. So I was going to have a little something for us to do, but I wasn't sure how you're going to take to it, so I'm not going to make us do it. But I was going to have us get a piece of paper, wad it up, and if you knew of anyone that had done any of those things, or if you yourself had done it, I was going to have you throw the piece of paper at me, which would have been kind of fun. 
and kind of an illustration, but I wasn't sure how you're going to take to it. So mentally, look at the list. If you know anyone that has done any of these things, think about that. If you yourself have done any of these things, think about that. Insert this next part. So how do we treat people in the midst of failure? So I want to look at what Jesus did in response to religious people um, wanting to condemn a broken woman. So I have some scripture on the screen, and I was supposed to find a young person to read this for me while we were getting ready, but I totally didn't. So do I have anyone that would volunteer to read? It's two screens about that much. Yes, thank you. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, he appeared again to the temple of courts where all people gathered around him and he sat down to teach them. Teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand, stand before the group and said to G Jesus, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery in the law of Moses commanded us to stone such woman. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis of for, in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to and said to them, "Let any one of." You who is without sin, be the first one to throw a stone at her. Again, he snooped down and wrote it on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away at one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left. With the woman still standing there, Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said, and neither do I concern you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your sin life of sin. Let's encourage him. Yes, go Nate. Thank you. Thank you. Sweet. So, the basis of the story, hopefully you caught that. There's a woman that was dragged into the town. Basically, in that time, if a woman was caught in adultery, um, the whole town could gather around and throw stones at her until she died. Okay. Um, so Jesus was around when these people were brought into the temple, and they wanted to test him, and basically Jesus is awesome, and he knew that they were going to test him, and he had the right answer, and he said, as the passage said, if anybody has never sinned before, go ahead, we'll let you start this fun game, and just as all of them knew, each of them had sinned some way or another, and it's interesting. It says, starting with the wise and oldest, and then going down to the younger, the oldest ones are the ones to walk away first because they knew after all of their years of life that they had at least sinned once, definitely. So they started to walk away, and then eventually no one was there because nobody was without sin except for Jesus. And Jesus was the one, even though he was without sin, he didn't throw a stone even though he, according to his own word, was allowed to throw a stone because he was perfect. He was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna do this to you. I'm not gonna throw a stone at you. So it says, who has condemned you? And she says, no one. And he's like, neither will I. 
And then it goes on to say, go therefore and sin no more. Um, live your life knowing about me. Um, so Jesus did not pass judgment on the woman living in sin. She didn't say, ah, that's okay, go ahead, see you later. Um, but he said, go and sin no more. But he didn't, um, he taught a really important lesson, which was we cannot refuse to love people just because of their sin. All right, so I know that we made this list, and I kind of forced you to think about people, so it was a bit cheeky of me. But um, I know that we can do this. I know that I've done this. It's like you see, you hear about something that someone's done, and first thing that comes to your mind, whether you mean to or not, is probably a judgment of some kind. Um, then we have the choice to act on it with our words and with our actions. Um, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. But the point is not to see them as these things, but is to love them through that. And Jesus set that example. So in 2 Corinthians 12, verse nine, I'll read it off the screen. It says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. So Paul's talking about um, in his weakness, he is made stronger. It's only through Christ's strength um, that he can boast in his own weakness. Not many of us go walking around. Let me think of a weakness that I have. Um, I can't whistle. That's a really poor weakness, but that's the first thing that came to mind. Um, I don't go, ha I can't whistle, and like boasting about that. Um, but think about an even better, yes, some of you can whistle. Very well done, thanks. Um, and, uh, but he goes around boasting about his weakness because he knows that in his weakness, um, that's when Christ's power can be can be shown and can be seen. Um, and so that's the purpose of wanting to do that. Does anyone know the story of the Pharisee and the tax collector in the temple? That's very vague, but if you know what I'm talking about, do you know what I'm talking about? Where they're both praying? I'll take that as a no. I'll tell you a story. One day, there was a temple, and a Pharisee and a tax collector walked in at the same time. The Pharisee goes over, and he is chest high, he's probably on his knees, chest high, voice loud, boisterous going, oh God, thank you for loving me, thank you for making me who I am, thank you for making me not like sinful people like the tax collector over there, uh, thank you that I have money to give to the church and that I give so like fully, and he just is boasting about everything, all right? He's seen as a righteous man, yeah? So then he's thanking God, but nothing's actually going to God because he's just talking about himself, okay? Enter tax collector. Tax collector gets down on his knees, face down on the ground, and says, God, I, I cannot even bear to be seen in your presence because I know the sin that I have made. Tax collectors in that day, um, I'm sure we know this, but they go around taking everybody's money, and they are allowed by the Romans to take any amount more over what's required. So say that one shilling is required, they could charge five and they get four. They could just do that because that was their job and they were allowed to and everybody hated the tax collectors, but the tax collectors, tax collectors had that power. Um, and so this man was convicted, came to the temple and was praying to God and got down on his face, humbled himself and realized what he had done. Um, the point of that is to say that the, the tax collector's heart was seen and was heard. So I'm curious um, in your own minds, if you can relate to one of them right now. Where have you been in the past week? 
have you been a Pharisee? Have you been a tax collector? This isn't to be like, mm, you've been a Pharisee because this is about not judging people, okay? But I want you to, to look inward on yourself. This week, have you gone, God, thank you for making me who I am because I am awesome. Or have you gone, God, like I've really messed up this week. You can have a great week and thank God for it. I'm not saying like not to do that, but how are we approaching God? Are we approaching God? Are we acknowledging him for what's in our life? Are we taking all the credit? Because sometimes we love taking control um, and we need to be humbled. Um, So if you're curious where that passage comes from, it comes from Luke chapter 18. Um, But the point of that passage is brokenness leads to repentance. So when we realize we're in the wrong, we're going to repent. So the bottom line of this whole passage, this whole session, is to love the broken. Um, And... Jesus came to do that. He set that example, to love the sick, the lame, the deaf, the blind, selfish, the adulterers, a.k.a. the broken. All of us are broken, and he came to to love us, to show us love despite all of that. Um, So on the screen, um, how we can apply this to our lives is there's, you can be one of two people tonight. You have either messed up and you feel like people are pointing the finger at you, have stones in their hands, and are condemning you, but you need to know tonight that Jesus is not condemning you. So other people may be ready to throw those stones, or maybe you feel like they already are, um, but Jesus is not doing that. That's not his purpose. His purpose is to love you, and he wants you to come to him so that he can love you through that. Or you're the second person, and you're doing pretty good, but someone close to you is making some big mistakes, don't know if there are any on this list over here. Um, but the point is to not be like the hypocrites, not to be like a Pharisee. Um, but we're supposed to have grace and love for the broken because you were once broken as well, if not still. So some of you are being targeted by stones and some of you are the ones throwing them. So I want you to look at this big sheet of paper that we all contributed to, or most of us. And have you ever done any of these things? Whether you feel like someone is throwing stones at you or not, you need to come to the altar, figuratively or really. Um, You need to come to Jesus and commit to loving the broken like Jesus did. Uh, And if you have been the one metaphorically throwing stones at people, you too need to come to the altar tonight, seek forgiveness from God and commit to loving the broken as Jesus did. So one of those two things, So let's think about that. I'll give you 30 seconds before I say what's next. Um, Look at this and uh, and decide who you are, um, and then I'll tell you what's coming next. Um, we will go into small groups this evening, but before we do, um, just during worship, I, I was just thinking, um, 
I desire for each of you to know Jesus desperately. I desire for myself to know and to love Jesus desperately. And my fear is that we don't. And I'm curious if that resonates with any of you. Um, And I don't want you to be afraid to say yes. Because if we acknowledge that, then we can work with that. But if we deny it, then we're living a facade. And so I guess one question that I have is, have you ever experienced Jesus? Have you ever experienced the Holy Spirit? Um, And my next question, and we can discuss these in in our small group. I'll run back to the back and add more questions to the screen or something. But um, why did you experience the Holy Spirit? Was it something that you did? Was it something that the Holy Spirit did? Did he surprise you, smack you over the face, you didn't know it was coming, or had you been seeking him and, and begging him to reveal himself to you? What, what was it? Because um, it's really easy to, to go Sunday to Sunday and, and not think about, or not even ask Jesus to, to show up and just say, oh yeah, I'm going to church camp. I'm gonna see my friends, I'm gonna sing some songs. Um, But I think that if we knew Jesus and really knew him and loved him, then our lives would be dramatically different than what they are. And I believe that deep down in front of, in front, (laughs) inside all of us, um, we desperately want that. And I hope that you can admit that to yourself, that I'm not the only one going like, I want Jesus in my life, like I do. Um, He is in my life and I'm getting to know him more and more. Um, But it's not easy work. Like, he says, come to me. He says, seek first the kingdom. He says so many commands that, yes, the gospel is straightforward, and all he says is, if you come and you acknowledge, then you're saved and you're with me eternally, but it, that's not the end. And, um, and I just wonder if we're willing to put in the work or if we're like, yeah, that'd be nice, but I'm just not quite there. And if that's the answer, that's okay. Um, But I want you to talk to somebody about it. I want you to talk to a leader about it um, because I think we all know that there's more to life than what we've been living. And I'm going through this now too. Like it's, it's a journey and Jesus desires to have relationship with us. This is completely separate to my preach by the way, but it's just me sharing my heart. Um, So talk about it in your small groups. Where are you with God? Because this, this message is, gr- is great, not because I wrote it, because I only half wrote it, um, but it's because it points to Jesus. But if we don't have a relationship with Jesus, then this, this is kind of besides the point. So we first need to get right with Jesus before this makes sense. Does that make sense? Got some nods. Thank you. Um, so let's talk about both things. Um, but leaders, take it where it leads, (laughs) and just discuss what you feel is right to discuss, Um, but let's get to the heart, and let's ask, like, those deeper questions, and do we want to be with Jesus, or are we not quite in that place yet? Let's just admit that, and we'll go from there, Um, but there's no need to be ashamed, so like Megan was saying, um, we're not here to judge. We don't need to judge. We need to love no matter what, Um, but this is a safe space. That's really cheesy, but, like, we're in it together. We're not one better than the other, um, but we're here to journey life with you, and, and we're journeying as well. 
um, but we, we need to be praying more for each other. Uh, so do that in your small groups as well. So um, let's split up by gender and potentially by small groups or however that works. Um, go ahead and circle up, use the space in the room. We'll play some quiet music, um, but leaders grab a group. I will text a picture of the questions and potentially some new questions as well. And, uh, and let's be honest. All right, let me pray first. Jesus, I thank you for conviction. I thank you for your, for your leadership, for your guidance. Um, I apologize for my lack of whatever I didn't bring this evening, but I thank you that you led me to, to share what I did. Um, I pray that you use that during this small group time, and um, I pray for open hearts, for trust to be built um, between all of us in here. Um, but I pray for honesty, one with ourselves, because that's where it starts, um, but with each other as well. Jesus, I know that I know that the deepest part of every person in this room is to be filled by you, is to know you with every depth of their soul. And, um, and I just pray that that is the, the first step tonight, that we can first admit that desire and then we can go from there. Um, but if we don't admit it, Lord, then we're trying to do life on our own and that's a much harder path. So God, I praise you for community. I praise you that we were made for community, that you desire for us to do this life together and to do it pointing towards you, running towards you for your glory. Um, so use my words. Um, I pray that these young people forget whatever was not from you that I said um, and, and take hold of whatever it is that you wanna use to impact their lives. Uh, so bless these small groups and give us wisdom um, in what to say and what not to say. Um, and, uh, and will there just be love filling this whole room? Jesus, would you make yourself known? We love you too. In your sweet name, amen. How about it, guys? Split into small groups. We'll just take a few moments. Thanks. <laughs>